school starts again this week and it's a celebration. I don't mean a celebration for the mothers who've been waiting two long months of a long summer to get their kids back out of the house. I'm not discounting the fact, but that's not what I'm referring to tonight. It's a celebration because a new year is a new beginning. And you look outside and you see in the streets, the hundreds of children, whether they're going to Chedo, they're going to Gan, or they're going to school. But it's with a new sense of freshness. It's a new sense of freshness, it's a new sense of beginning. It's a new, it's a new backpack, a new tick, a new pencil case, a new notebooks. Uh, but also a new resolve. Nobody misses the first day of the year. Everybody starts with expectations, with hopes that this year is going to be a good year. That this year they're going to be matzliach, successful. And it's not just little kids. You look in the first day of Zman and the Yeshiva, everybody's there. And also, everyone is looking forward to a Hatzlacha, the way it's meant to be. A Hatzlacha, a new start, whether it's the new start of a year, the new start of a Zman, whatever newness it is, it's that newness, it's that expectation that this time is going to be good, that gives the drive, that gives the push to make people try harder, do better. But, even though on the one hand there is that maila, there is that advantage of a new beginning, in order to make a new year a successful year, in order to make a new year a better year, there's a second important point we have to be aware of also. Because a new year starts well, and the motivation is high and the resolve is strong, but it doesn't always remain that way. Given time, that newness, that freshness wears off. And at that stage, well, people continue in the routine, but the routine of years gone by. And therefore, even if on the first day, Everybody's on time, everybody's listening. Given some time, those kids who came late go back to coming late. Those kids who used to just daydream and lose attention in class will go back to losing attention and daydreaming in class. And therefore we see that just good intentions and a fresh start aren't enough to cause change. And it's true, the khashir is a khilakh shir, so we're talking about our dealing with our children but if we're honest with ourselves as adults the same thing applies to us too Rosh Hashanah is a new year a new year with a new beginning and also there's a certain freshness, a certain motivation we come out of Yom Kippur with the feeling of this year is going to be better and we're raring to go and we have all the good intentions in the world but unfortunately we've been through many Yom Kippur's and what often happens is that original resolve and that new ambition and new motivation which we have and we had, given time, we seem to slip back into the patterns of before. And pumping up the idea that this time is going to be better, itself doesn't seem to do the trick. And if that's the case, we need to think, what other factor is important to ensure that this time will be more successful. 
that it really will be a new beginning and a better year. Maybe to make the idea more real to us. I was talking to one of the Vakim in my yeshiva. Came back from Ben Azmanim. So I asked him, how's Ben Azmanim? So he said, yes. During Ben Azmanim, he went to his uncle's wedding. He said, your uncle's wedding? Tell me something, how old is your uncle? He said, my uncle is 57. And he said, he's only getting married now. The Vakim says, no, Rabbi. It's his seventh wedding, seventh marriage. And it made me think the same point. I don't wish such a thing on anybody. But if you think about it, if a person is repeating the same thing, he's getting married again for the seventh time. So I would assume the person goes into a marriage, even if it's the seventh one, with a certain hope, with a certain idea, this time it's going to work, this time it's going to be good. But, as I'm sure this man has seen from multiple experiences, that's not necessarily guaranteed. I'm sure he felt that way by the sixth wedding and the fifth wedding and the fourth wedding too. And therefore we need to think what's the other factor besides for a resolve to try harder this time that's going to make a difference. And if you look at the Messiah Sisharim, we see an important principle. If you look at Messiah Sisharim, we see that Zrizus, motivation, the drive to start the new and fresh, is the second shire of, of Messiah Sisharim. There's something else which comes first. What comes first is what he calls Zahiris. Zahiris means, like Messiah Sisharim explains to us in detail, Zahiris means looking to see what we've done wrong in the past. Checking to see what went wrong, so to speak, what mistakes we were making. Because it's only after we can recognize what we did wrong previously, then we can look to see how we're going to correct that. And only after we've appreciated that, then comes this resource, the resolve to try harder and do better the next time. And that's an important point. Because if we're just going to work with resolve and for a fresh start, for a new beginning, we're only working on motivation, and given time, motivation is going to wear off. But, old mistakes, old habits are stronger than fresh starts. And therefore, if it's going to be one against the other one, the drive of a fresh start, a new start, or the the fact that a person's used to old habits, the old habits are going to work. And therefore, a certain necessary factor in ensuring that you're going to be more successful in achieving what you're trying to achieve this time around, is to look back and think, last time we also began well. Last time we also was chock full of good intentions. Let's look to see what worked to undo that. What was the matter? What was the mistake? What was the factor which caused us to not achieve as much as we wanted to achieve? To be not as successful as we would have liked to be. Because that has to be the first step. When we first look to see what we can change, then we don't have something negative holding us back. And if it held us back before, it's likely to hold us back again. 
and then we can come to the second stage and use the resolve of doing better this time unencumbered by what stopped us being successful the last time and that's why even though it's much easier to approach a new year with a natural new determination and new resolve I think that's the way to get us through the year right that's the way to start the year just pump up the ambition the motivation it's the easier part it's the easier part and it feels good for the first day and the second day maybe even the first or second week we'll show ourselves look we, we were right that's what we needed but in the long run it's not going to last and that's why we need the more difficult job also of trying to ascertain at what stage did we stop being successful as we wanted to be at what stage did the resolve wear off and what caused that to happen that's the principle of the same with our children if every year they've had in schools been a tremendous success a wonderful experience okay, Baruch Hashem. but if sometimes things didn't go so smoothly or so well so what you should really help them with besides for outfitting them in a new outfit and a new pencil case for a new year and promises that next year will be better we should really do for them is work together to see where the problem lay because that way we can help them ensure that the next year will be a better might be a factor which is practical a specific teacher they didn't get on with a specific class setting which wasn't good for them and things like that could even take care of themselves in a different setting, in a different classroom, with a different morale or mechanic. But it also might be something which is there to a certain middle. Whether it's laziness, whether it's lack of cider, whether it's lack of interest, whatever the case might be. And if that's the case, it is up to them to fix. And it's a tendency older people have too. I think we'll change the circumstances, we'll start again, and everything will be better next time the person could have gone into business and business was unsuccessful okay I'll start a new business it's also unsuccessful I'll start again the person never learns to think what am I doing wrong that I'm repeatedly unsuccessful it's just going to be a progression time and again the same thing is going to play itself out and the same thing in the marriage if there are people who can get married seven times so even though I don't know the individual in question but the, I would, the advice I would give him is there's obviously a reason why things went wrong six times just starting again and hoping the seventh will be different well, it's not that likely the person will be much better prepared for a marriage if he first tried to think what went wrong every other time and what do I need to change at the end of the day, that's your avoidance before Rosh Hashanah too. Because just to come to Rosh Hashanah and promise Hashem, next year is going to be better. I want to let you in on a secret, Rabbi Sai. Hashem knows this principle too. And just a, a, a promise and a hope that next year will be better like that doesn't really give a good explanation of why it's going to be better. 
how it's going to be better. You know, we've, we're talking about seven marriages being lost. We've been more, more, through more than seven Yom Kippur's. Of course, the fact that we still want to try is wonderful. But if we want to make it convincing, not just to Hashem, but even convincing to ourselves. So if we can outline, this is why it wasn't successful last time. Or else, this is why it wasn't as successful as we would have liked last time. And now that I can identify the problem and the steps I took to fix it, then I can hope that next time will be better. That's a way more likely possibility than just saying, we're trying again, this time's going to be good. And if you think about it, this is really the principle of children. Because the principle of children is, under, is understanding what was the factor that went wrong. And when we can identify that factor, then we can look to Kabbalah Le'osset. Then we can look to see why next time will be better. Because we're going to rectify it. A Kabbalah Le'osset, which is only a Kabbalah Le'osset, next time is going to be better. Without any thoughts or attention to what went wrong the last time, is much less likely to work. That's the insight. That's the principle. It applies to us, it applies to Chinuch too. Like we said at the beginning, a new beginning is a reason to celebrate. But if we want it to be not just a good beginning, but altogether a good year, then it also needs the extra stretch of not just a new beginning, but a different beginning. Of why it's going to be different and why it's going to be better. But there's a second point I want to talk about as well. Something which relates to us as well as the Rikhinach of our children. And that is that even though we spoke about the mind of being able to start again, and that it's not enough just to start again. One needs to first look back to see what was wrong so that one can start again better. There's also a second point here. And that is something which for us is very, very valuable, but we have to apply the same to our children. And that is that we have the opportunity to start again. The, con- the flip side, the reverse of what I said before, is that Hashem could look at us and say, you say you're going to start again, you all get up to Kiru, this time is going to be different, I'm going to try another time. Who said it's going to be different? You know, so many times you've tried and it hasn't worked. So, why should I think, why should I even imagine that this time will be any better? And, if that would be the case, then there wouldn't be much for us to do in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Because, if it would be true that our track record would be used as the way to determine of how likely it is that we're going to be able to be better next time, it wouldn't be enough just to look back and understand what we did wrong and try and change that to have our argument accepted that next, next time we're going to be better. We would have to do much more than that. So to speak, to prove that we're better, we're much more difficult to do, Trevor. The chesed, 
tremendous chesed in tshuva is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is prepared to accept the fact that you want to try again. And He is prepared to accept it as a fresh start. And He is prepared to therefore give us the Seyat HaDishmaya and that, and that chizuk and that drive. Of course, like we said, if we do it properly, then it's not just we're starting again ignoring the mistakes of the past. We're starting again understanding the mistakes of the past, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Tov and he gives us the chance to start again. And if we're starting again, then, then what was done in the past isn't used against us. It's not like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking at us critically from look at the mistakes he did and it's just like waiting for us to fall again. No. Part of the Hashem's chesed will be makabal tshuva is that if a person comes and declares he wants to try again, he wants to start again. He realizes what he did wrong, he doesn't want to repeat it. Hashem accepts that. And it's as if he does have a fresh start. The person should think about it as if he was born today. Today is the beginning. There's no past. There's no cumulative effect of what you did in the past. That's how Shiva works. And if that's how Hashem deals with us, then this is an important khilaf point too. And that is, if we want to allow our children a fresh start, we have to give them that option too. Starting again without being burdened with what happened in the past. A chance to be good this time, without constantly being reminded of what happened last time around. Without our looking at them critically and seeing that we don't really think you've changed. And we know what you like already from what you've done in the past. All that impedes a person's ability to change. They always say in schools that if the teacher of one year warns the teacher of the next year who the difficult kids are, there's little hope of them becoming any better. They're going into the new year already with a, so to speak, a strike against them. And that is, their past is being used against them. If you're going to give people the chance to do each and try again, it has to be on the same terms. And that is, if you're trying again, if you're not looking to see the past. We're looking just to see the future. And same with a child. Yes, everybody has their weaknesses, and many people have made their mistakes. But if we're always looking to see the new person versus the old person, then we aren't giving them, so to speak, the chance to start again properly. Just like starting a new term with the same setting and the same teacher and the same class, it doesn't have the same newness. It's a new year. It's a new beginning. Where a person feels that right, the past isn't impacting the future. That's what gives the person the motivation that the future should be better. That's what we want for ourselves. That what we did in the past shouldn't impact what you're going to be in the future. And that's what you're going to provide our children who are familiar with also. And that is understanding that people that make mistakes and people have their shortcomings. But the very idea of giving a person a chance to try again is to try again as if you're starting with a clean slate. As if there wasn't a history or a record of what they've done before. 
that way, these two factors together. Firstly, before a person starts the game, they take steps to rectify what they see as the root cause of the problem. And then when they do start again, it's with a commitment that I'm being better. But without being held back by what I was before, that way a person can succeed by his Russia.